Did you see the my favorite one was the the David Bowie condolence post? Did you see it? David Bowie, who's also dead, his his estate. It is no, I did not see it. One of the most perfect things I think I've ever seen. Um, because I'll, I'll try and find it. Is it this one out of respect for all the people the UK and Queen Elizabeth II will be postponing the Bowie on the blockchain sale? Yeah, but also look at the design of it and the font. Uh, I don't get it. What's is, that the... ju- is that not just the Skyrim font and design? Oh! Oh, fuck, you're right. So somebody, yeah. so somebody, <laughs> somebody took that. Oh, wow. I never, I fucking never would have noticed that. Jesus right. Christ. That's... So I, I saw that originally. I was like, did they just literally rip the Skyrim font up? And okay. F- which, I mean, what, yeah, why not? But there's, like... that, there's that part of it. The fact that it's David Bowie's estate. The fact that they're talking about delaying their NFTs because the queen died. Very funny. <laughs> Bowie on the blockchain. But then on top of all of that, somebody then took that exact like statement out there i just put it on like a skyrim loading screen and you would never tell yeah, it's good. not a skyrim yeah, loading good. screen yeah it's great there's just like a i assume someone has someone has modded this into the game already I, like I, that it's just like a fucking kajit in that statement and it's just like oh, it's it's perfect it's absolutely perfect i have respect for the people the uk and queen elizabeth ii will be postponing the sale of skooma yeah and, This is the 13th of September 2022 and this is the Game Engine Start Podcast. My name's Ewan. My name's Callum. Uh, and I start today's episode with some news, some personal news. Oh, some, some. I hate it when you and a bit. No, you know, it's not, it's, this is not a bit, this is genuine. Okay, okay. I, I'm going I'm to not put the voice on because this is genuinely the thing that happened. Yeah, that I was, was going to say, that's your I have a bit and a very funny voice. It's, it's not a bit, there. this is a thing, that, it's great when it's not a bit because I'm bad at bits, but see when something genuinely funny happens and I can just retell you the story, it's even better. So I okay. got an email as of recording four hours ago. Um, yeah. Also, a bit of context: um, the email that we have set up for the podcast is just a forwarding address. It just forwards it to us. Yeah, um, I assume it's you as well. I think I, is it, I, I was going to say we might be looking at the same email, but yeah, let's... possibly is this from uh, Jay? Yes, this yeah. is Jay's okay. email. Yeah. yeah. So, and like I have set up like filters and stuff like that in my email so i get this stuff goes to a specific bucket that i check every now and then and like 90 percent of the emails we get to that 99 percent of the emails we get to that address are just spam but <laughs> um this is from jay i'm not going to say the company name because i feel bad but this is yeah. from jay congratulations so also the other part of context when we switched podcast hosts about where our podcasts are hosted we're really going inside baseball with this one True, this but is... the, the context is important to why i thought this was very funny when we sure, change hosts yeah. one of the features that the new host has is they have much better uh, push into like podcast directories and stuff like that and you can get better statistics back on who's listening to your stuff where they're listening from blah blah blah, blah. anyway yeah so i got all of that i started looking at some analytics like a couple of days ago i was like oh that's kind of interesting okay fine moving on then i guess email four hours ago congratulations your podcast is ranked in the apple podcast charts like huh Ooh. okay 
we've just started tracking ratings for the Game Engine Start podcast and thought you might be interested to receive them link to analytics preview. Uh, yeah. Can't wait for you to see the results. Best regards, Jay. There's, so they, this is interesting for a couple of reasons. One, there's no sales pitch in here. Like most of the emails I get to this address are like, hey, do you want yeah. to sell ads on the podcast? I'm like, no. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, do you want us to like help promote your... St- no. Hey, we're a new, a new directory for up and coming podcasts. Do you want it? No, it's fine. But this one, there's no, there's no sales pitch here, right? It's just like... No, it's just like, hey, here's your analytics. Here's your thing. And, that was and it. you click in the analytics. And according to this analytics, and the problem is I don't have an Apple device that can look at Apple podcasts because you can't actually look at them on desktop or get like past... You can see like the front page, but you can't see like the rest of the data you get from a podcast app. So I don't have an Apple device. Um, but according to this, we are the 90th top podcast in the leisure slash video games category, which... That's, that's not true. It's not true. That's not true. I am yeah. reasonably convinced. And tonight, after we're done recording, it is my job to figure out how to f- see those rankings to see how much of a lie this actually is. Um, but I don't believe that's true. But for today... Congratulations on being the co-host of the 90th best game video game <laughs> podcast not true. on the internet. You know what? It's a lie. For us, I'm going to take this as read for the next hour and a bit that we record this. And I'm going to I'm going to treat this podcast as if there are... Unbearable. 89 other podcasts that are better than us, and that's it. It's- there's way more podcasts that are better than us. <laughs> I'm sure there's, there are way more podcasts on a single network that are better than us. Like... <laughs> You're probably right, but you know what? I'm sure you shouldn't have clicked on this button that says click to receive my rankings. Oh, definitely not. No, no absolutely don't click that button. Especially, just... especially because it doesn't have a, it's not a link. It's a bit of JavaScript that runs when you click that button. I can tell that immediately. So yeah. I'm oh, not... can you really? I, I didn't look at like so the link because so I knew it was shit. But... Do not click on the link. The link itself is fine. No, obviously not going to click on the link. Oh, you no, can click on the link. The okay, link sure. in the email is fine. But do not click on the button that's on the link. One, because I don't know what it does. Ah, okay. See how when you go over the, and you hover over the button, normally, yeah. I assume you use Chrome, normally, like, when you hover yeah. over a link, the link appears in the bottom left. Yeah. Notice how there's no link. Mm. That means that's going to execute a bunch of JavaScript when you click that button. And I don't know what that JavaScript's going to do. So don't click that fucking button. But, but yeah, don't click that button. But yeah. Uh, but congratulations. I, I feel. We, oh, fuck you. I feel. I feel we really. We were really on that grind set, and I think we really got there. Uh, and I'm it's really. really it's really telling that <laughs> we get an email that says, "Hey, you're excited." We're both like, "Nah, that's wrong." Exactly. Like, that's not because I've had a hundred yeah. of these emails. This is just the first one that didn't try to also sell me something at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, that's is, fair. That's fair. Yeah. And it's just like the fact that it's so specific as well. Like if they just said like like two hundred and seventy seconds. I would have said, yeah, okay, fine. Like, it's probably not right, but, you know, it's believable. The fact they said 90 specifically, and I have no way of verifying it until I can find an Apple device somewhere that can do that. I just think that's Someone funny. find me an Apple device. Someone find me an Apple device quick. I need to see how popular I am. Um, but the one thing I can tell you from our from our podcast analytics is hello to the one person in Ukraine that's listening to us, as far as I can tell. Oh, nice. I'm <laughs> yeah. so sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, also, all the best. But um, yeah, uh, I thought it was very funny. Anyway, we've got to keep our numbers up so we should get right into the content of why those people turn up to listen to the 90th best video game podcast. I, 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 I swear to God, if, if they, these people are turning up for the quote-unquote 90th best whatever to hear you talk about fucking conveyor belt games, we, I'm going to be really upset. I really appreciate that there are 89 other places you could have spent your time, but the fact that you spent your time with us is very much appreciated. <laughs> 
I need to stop because this is going to be the whole thing if I do it. I just thought this was exceptionally funny. It's, um, it's, it's a good, it's a good email. It's a yeah, good email. It's a very good email. Um, but yes, we should talk about video games. Um, I have, sure, I have yeah. two that I'd quite like to talk about. Um, okay, the first of which being, I think I briefly talked about this or uh, the last the Steam Game Fest when I played the demo. But I uh, finally picked up Tinykin, which just came out uh, last week, I think, when you're hearing this. Um, and it's excellent. I, re- I really like it. Uh, it is, Tinykin is a, it's a game where it's like, a, it's a 3D platformer with a cool art style. And yep. as you're traversing around the, these environments, um, you're collecting tiny creatures uh, and these tiny creatures are color coded, so the so some of them do some of them you can throw objects to get them to move stuff. Some of them explode. Some of them carry electricity. Uh, and I really so appreci- it's 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 either Sonic Colors or it's Pikmin. It's Pikmin. It's just it's okay. It's, it's Pikmin. Pikmin. It's Pikmin. But I prefer this way more than Pikmin. Actually, the limited amount of okay, Pikmin I played, sure. it was like Pikmin seemed to kind of pointless. Oh, this pointless. is just Pikmin. It's okay. just Pikmin. Um, so there's a couple of really interesting things. One is actually it's really it's it's uh it's like i think i finished it in like seven hours ish so it's not like a hugely long game which i actually quite like sure um so it was ideal like steam deck fodder actually is where i played the whole thing and i think i did it in like two settings which is also like um yeah it it fits really well in that it feels really good like as a i haven't played a platformer like that like a full 3d platformer like this in a long time but it actually feels really good mm. like you've got some mobility options you've got like um you st- and there's not a lot of like unlocking mobility options like you start with like a, a glider or like a bubble that glides you basically and you've got a bar of soap that uses a skateboard for getting around um and both of them feel super cool and like they it feels really good to, to navigate these environments um and then as they unlock different tiny kin I was a genuinely about to say Pikmin there, um, and then as you as you unlock more Pikmin, yeah, exactly. As you as you find different colors of Pikmin and they do different things, and you start to it really opens stuff up. But the one thing I really like about it is that it's very. I, I've talked about this before on the on the podcast, but like, I really appreciate when games respect your time and respect your effort that you're putting into them. So one of the things this game does really well is it's, it's got multiple. It's, the whole story behind the thing is basically you've accidentally teleported onto this world, which looks like a house. It's like a suburban house, except you're tiny, hence tinykin. So everything is like super yeah. giant. Um, but you've accidentally teleported onto this from your spaceship, and you're basically collecting objects to get a rocket to get you back to your ship because your teleporter broke. So you're going around this house collecting items and helping the people that live there. They're all bugs as well, like different types of bugs. There's like cockroaches and um, uh, like little beetles and stuff like that. They're, like, they, they're the people who live in these in these places. Um, and you basically, yeah, you're trying to build a rocket to, to get back home. Um, but the levels themselves are these big giant areas like obviously like it's a kid's room or it's the kitchen or it's like a living room wherever it is one of the things it does really nicely is as you progress like up these areas like you'll get to like a new like a big tall set shelves and there's like platforming and puzzle puzzles to get all the way up there once you get up there there's usually a um like a little ball of silk there that if you hit with a tiny kin it produces a silkworm and the silkworm will shoot a silk rope back to like the hub of the level so that mm. If you do a th- bunch of stuff up there and then you, you you shoot the silk out, 
inevitably you'll go, ah, shit, there's something up there I actually needed. And you don't have to do that whole fucking journey again. It's like the game understands that you, you solved the puzzle, right? You got to the place and it makes it very easy to shoot back up that silk to get there. So when, as you're unlocking you basically, all these paths, Basically the game just says... The game says you get the point, and then yeah, you, we, we, like we don't need yeah. to. You don't need to do that again. Like it's very, very good at that. And and then once you've unlocked all these points around the thing, you're just like shooting around the levels, like getting the last pickups and and working oh, stuff out. It's super cool. I really enjoy it. Um, good idea. Tennykin's super, super cool. Really cool art style. Really good. Like again, surprisingly, like I did. I love it when this happens, kind of like unexpectedly. Like superb use of audio and music, actually. So there's like a really good sec, like the first level you get into, um, it's like a kid's bedroom and there's like a ukulele or like a, like a small guitar lying on the floor. And if you jump as, and again, like it does the, the kind of thing where like, as you jump on the strings, like it strums the strings and that's really cool. But if you jump inside the body of the guitar, like all of the outside audio kind of has that like inside a whole room thing and the music, uh, like the same music track like cuts into like a guitar solo like an acoustic guitar version of the same oh, track that's cool. and there's like a, yeah. like a mariachi band or like some band playing inside the guitar at the same time and as you jump out it all does it and like stuff and other stuff like um like one of the main mechanics is like the reds um tinykin like you throw like you got you come to a big object it's like you need 15 reds tinykin to pick this object up and once you get them all they'll pick them all up and start doing like army chants as they're carrying it along places. And the army chants are always in time to the music of whatever level you're in. So it's just like, so you're just standing there, you're just hearing these things go by like in time to the music. That's also really good. And just like lots of really nice audio cues and like environmental stuff that I think is really, really good. Um, it's just a super well, like super well put together, super polished thing. Um, it's like six, seven hours. There's probably a little bit more than that if you want to like completely hundred percent it. Um, it's yeah. just a really good, fun one of them, and I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, and I think it's out on like everything. It's definitely on Game Pass. I know that much, um, but I just picked up in Steam because I wanted to play on the the deck. I think it's out on. It's also from the team that did. I think their previous game was something that people knew as well. I'm just looking up. Uh, Splash Team did a game called. Oh no, sorry, it's the, it's the publisher who it's Tiny Build who published everything. Um Yeah, Tiny Build Tiny, Tiny Build, Build do everything. That was what it was. I, I remember seeing that. Um it's out on Steam, Xbox, PlayStation, and Switch. And there's a demo on Xbox and Switch, and it's on Game Pass as well. Is that a part of it? Um yeah, it's really nice. Really fun. I liked it. Um Good. So the main one that I wanted to talk about um is Immortality. A game that has been all over the like I have not People people couldn't stop talking about immortality yeah. for the last like two and weeks. Here's the it problem. Was... Nobody should yeah. talk about immortality because that game is you need to go into that game as as like clear as possible. So mm -hmm. everything I'm gonna say is either like on the fucking website. I was going to say, how much are you going to so, talk okay. about this? Because so, I will play this game. I am going to so. talk about it, but I'm going to talk about stuff that is like on the website or like the very first screen of the game. And sure. It, and it's okay. mechanical stuff, right? Because the thing, the, the, my entire summary of Immortality is it is like, it is a superb achievement in video games. Like genuinely a superb achievement that is absolutely mechanically flawed to the point where it's almost not it's almost not worth 
it almost defeats the game completely. It's so mechanically Jesus, flawed. Okay. So Immortality is the new game from Sam Barlow, who's famous for her story and uh, Telling Lies, which is the game I never played. Um, but also like had, is known for having been involved in a bunch of very prestigious games in the past. Silent Hill Shattered yes. Memories, a game I can probably never play and I'm gutted I never got a chance to actually play. And yeah, he was like a designer or something yeah, like that for of, that game. I can't yeah, remember what it was. Like one of the the, the like the post four Silent Hill games that people actually respect. I, yeah, I was going to say it's like the only one post arguably four that is actually good. So yeah, it's, I'll need to just watch that thing from start to finish. Um, it's really cool. Yeah, it's a cool yeah. thing. Um, so yeah, so this is a new game. It is very much in the genre of his previous two games, where it is about a collection of movie footage. And you piecing that footage together to tell a sto- to tell a story, um, or or interpret the story as told by the that that footage. So, for instance, um, her story, the footage is all a collection of uh, interview uh, police interviews with a woman. There's been a uh, there's she's accused of or is involved in a murder somehow, and you basically have to put this footage together to figure out what actually happened. So. Um, this game, uh, the setup is, is it revolves around this actress called Marissa Marcel, and the story goes that she starred in three movies, one in 69, one in 70, 70, 71, and one in 1990. None of those movies ever came out, and nobody is entirely sure what happened to her as an actress. And this game basically revolves around the idea that all of this footage has suddenly un- been surfaced and has been given to, or you now have access to it via this. It, it does the trope thing of like, this game is actually a piece of software that lets you navigate this yeah. thing. So it's um, your, it's your like hypnospace outlaw thing yes, where you're looking of. at a game through a thing. Yes. Yeah. So I'll talk about the good stuff first. Like it kind of can't be understated how, insanely well produced this thing is like they have developed they have essentially filmed three mostly most of three movies two in late 60s early 70s of two very different genres so the first movie is like a religious themed erotic thriller uh the second movie is a more traditional kind of like detective noir uh, sure. Story that revolves around detective and and a murder, and then the ninety nine story is like a psychological thriller, let's say, but like close, like it being closer to the year two thousand, like a much more modern take on that. Sure. Yeah. Every one of these movies and the clips that they've, the stuff that they've shot for these movies, like, are so impeccably done that they fit both the tone, the the, the year they were they would have been made. Like in terms of costuming, film quality, editing, um, characters, approach, like it's just, so yeah, the, it's the, the thing. The thing that I see, I keep seeing people talk about is like watching, watching actors of this day and age act like they're acting in that era. Yes, if it makes sense, that's yeah. the thing that people get the most of. Like they get when you're acting in the sixties, obviously looks very different than acting in the nineties. Yes, is exactly. The, the and skill you, of those performers to be able to weave that is the yeah. yeah, and especially if you look at movies like of that era that are not like like not super mainstream movies, like 
they have that. Yeah, your look B movies to them. and stuff like that. Not though. even B movies. Yeah. Like that's that's not. It's like non mainstream, like more art house stuff of of that era. Like it has, sure. it has okay. this feel to it, um, and like the film looks right. The sh- shots they've done look right. It's stuff like there are clips in there that are intentionally recorded off a of VHS, and it's like it's is as somebody who's watched a bunch of stuff that's been pulled off VHSs, like it's they nailed it right. So it's a shot of like is a clip from the era that was put out on TV. Somebody watched the TV show, recorded it onto VHS and then ripped that VHS to put it into this software. Right. And every step of that thing, you're like, yep, that's entirely, there's a, th- again, that scene. So this is, this is the, the first clip you get in the game. So this is not a spoiler, but it is like a late night talk show interview with Marissa Marcel, right? Like straight up, like Conan style late night show. Sure. Um, yeah. And they pull it, they, she she comes in, does the shitty questions, all that kind of stuff, and says, oh, we've got a clip of the movie you're in, and cuts the clip. And the clip is shot like, the clip is like of that era's clip, which has been shot through, like put on like TV, like shitty American TV, like 24 frames a second stuff, which is then piped through the VHS stuff, which has also then been rebroadcast. It's just like, it's so incredibly spot on. Uh, and like stuff like those clips are in four three, the cl- clips that are straight out like that are the actual like shot clips are done properly like panor- uh what's the term uh like not sixty nine but whatever it was before then cinemascoped. Um, mm. There's like behind the scenes footage and like rehearsal footage that is also part of this, which is again shot on different cameras with different aspect ratios. That all does like like the level of detail is mind boggling. And they've nailed every single part of it. Like, from top to bottom, it's spectacular. The acting is incredible. Uh, It is... Because, again, all of these actors are playing actors playing other actors, right? Like, it's... Yeah, There's multiple layers of stuff here. They're they're skilled that they are... They're acting era-appropriate, but then also acting era-appropriate as an actor out of a scene of yeah, that era exactly it's, and, it's, and it's great when you you're watch- getting you're getting into like alan wake level a writer writing a story about a writer writing himself exactly it's that sort of level of down the rabbit hole and especially with some of the clips as well that are like rehearsal scenes so some of them are t- so there's a couple of them that are like table reads for instance there are some that are like just like on a back lot just like blocking out scenes um and again there you're seeing actors go from they're actors in this game to actors acting in this game and coming backwards and forwards and asking questions to directors and all this. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's mind blowing what they've pulled off here. And like the music, it, this, the audio all sounds right. It looks correct. All the costuming is era correct. It, it's, it's really spectacular. Like if you'd have told me this was not a video game and this was an actual collection of footage, I would have believed you. It is, uh, it's, I cannot overstate how incredible this game looks, right? Yeah. So all of that, taking all of that, the actual gameplay part of it is where it starts to fail. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So again, her story, right? The core conceit of her story was, there's there's two parts to it that I think Immortality misses completely. For her story, the core conceit was, all of this footage is so old it's stored in a really ancient database that doesn't have the memory for you to just look through all the footage, right? So the mechanical right. thing you are doing as a game 
is all of the all the clips are transcribed to text and you are searching this database with keywords right so this is a woman being interviewed about murder so you type in the keyword murder you'll say it'll say you've got like 102 results but it can only show you the first six because of memory constraints right it's a fantastic conceit and then it lets you then do the detective work, right? Where you like you put in something general, like yeah, like murder. going around. So then you yeah. start to look for as you're watching these clips, you're starting to look for things. You're like, oh, that's a very specific word. That if I search for that specifically, that might reduce the number of results I get, and like we get something new that then lets me onto other key. Like you're doing detective shit, right? That is the whole point of that game, right? The narrative conceit builds up, uh, like lets you works narratively it works within the world it creates an interesting bit of gameplay and sure yeah peters out the tension and discovery of that game superbly well like her story is an absolutely incredible achievement right so then immortality immortality gives you and i just need to make sure there's no there's nothing in here that i need to i need to watch i don't think there is but i'll, I'll i have editing power so fuck it um, and I'm reason I'm not going to say anything because there's no point in s- nothing spoilery affects anything I'm about to say. So I'm not so there's nothing to worry about here specifically. So immortality's mechanic is you have all of this footage. This all footage is all sitting on a hard drive or in the software or somewhere. I don't know. Game starts right from the jump, and the first thing you see is all of the footage in like a grid right of like thumbnails and then the tutorial starts and it goes like okay this is the footage grid click on a piece of footage to zoom into that footage and you press x or whatever click the footage it zooms into that footage and starts playing the footage and then there's a bunch of tutorial stuff and then it's like okay and then press this to zoom back out to the grid you zoom back out to the grid and that's the only thing on the grid right all the other clips are gone Mm -hmm. i'm saying this because i restarted that game three times because i thought it was broken where I was like, when it jumped back right, to the okay. grid, I was like, where the fuck's all the other stuff? And it's the only thing on the screen, right? You only have this one clip. So I was like, oh, did I fucking break it? Am I filtering this weird? And I restarted that game, no joke, like two or three times until I saw somebody else go on Twitter go, oh, this is intentional. So it shows you all the footage and then takes it all away and is like, you're on your own, figure it out, right? Which narratively okay. makes no sense, right? Like why... The whole point of this... Because you're supposed to have all this footage. Yeah, all that... this footage is on this thing that you've been given. This is software designed to read this footage. Why is it all gone? Right? Doesn't make any sense. But video game logic, you can kind of fudge that. The core problem of the whole game is the main kind of clip traversal mechanic. So it uses this mechanic that it calls match cutting, which is a term from film, where in film anyway, like match cutting is when you have a scene... Uh, or you have a particular object in the scene and you transition to a different scene with the focus staying on that same object on the same place on screen. So you imagine like a character right, holding okay, something, yeah. like a knife, and the scene transitions and in the other scene, there's a knife in the same position being held the same way and then it pans out and the scene continues. It's a really smart, like really cool um Yeah, elegant way of doing that, yeah. That's there. Um, so that's how this game transitions you between scenes or tries to get you transition between scenes, right? As you're watching the footage... Anytime you can pause the footage, go into image mode, click on something in the scene, an object, character, uh, light, lighting, something, mainly like physical objects in the scene. And what it'll do, what it's supposed to do 
is then match cut that to another piece of footage that is that would let you match cut it, right? So, so like a a different thing, but with the same object in the same place. Yes, that is okay. What it's purported to do, right? And if you look at some of the trailers, it happens really well. Like there's a character holding an apple. They go into pause mode, they hit image mode, they click on the apple, and the apple transitions, and in the second scene, there's an apple being held in the same place, zooms out to full clip, clip starts playing, right? Sure. It also has the it, the the main way you navigate the clip as well is it's done on like a movie, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like it's like reel-to-reel tape, right? You fast forward, you can move for it, you can fast forward, you can rewind, you can move frames, you can go double speed, triple speed. Like you're you're cycling through this clip looking for stuff. And all that's controllable with the analog stick. That bit's fine. That's like, whatever. The problem with the match cut system is it doesn't work the way you would expect it to work, right? So if you are if you lo- if you pause on a clip and you match cut on like a chair in the background of the scene, it will transition right. you to a different chair. Not that chair in that set. Just a, that just a just chair. A chair. If you click on a candle, it will transition you to some candle somewhere else, right? That could right, be okay. across any of the three movies. It could be not even part of the movie. It could be behind the scenes stuff. It could be rehearsals, anything. It will cut you from an apple to a different apple, okay? Which would be fine if the thing it cuts to was not random. It sure. is not okay. like every clip... So if you imagine like a clip where the character holds up an apple, the thing you would expect, even though the match cut thing doesn't work the way it, that they said it was going to work, because the, the original way they said it would work would make sense, right? You're in a, you're in a, one of the things that keeps coming up in the, the movie. The first movie is like a, a particular crucifix that one of the characters wears, right? So sure, you look at yeah. that and you go like, cool. So if I pause on this crucifix and match cut on the crucifix, it will show me that crucifix in a different scene, which is a really good way to see where that character's gone or see another part of that character's story because it's their crucifix, right? Except no, what it does is cut me to a crucifix on a wall in the 99 movie, right? But is that not, correct me if I'm wrong, is that not the point? Is it not supposed to be that you're like jumping backwards and forwards following these threads? Because her story was kind of like that where you're jumping to different points in the like interview and like it's not all linear. It's just kind of like... But the thing about her story was that there's no randomness in that. Right, like if you if you search for chair, you will get the same six clips of chair back, right? And if you can't get anything out of those six clips, your keyword's not good enough, and you need to search through those things to find a more specific thing to get more information, right? What instead happens in immortality is you have a char- you, have, you if you wanted to follow a character, for instance, right? The only thing you can do to follow that character is pause, click on their face, see where it takes you pause, click on the face, see where it takes you, go back to the previous clip, click on their same face again on the same frame, it'll take you to a different clip that also has that character in it. And, that's, right, okay. and that only works for characters because characters are unique. If you're like, oh, this crucifix is important, possibly. I, didn't, I, I don't know if it is or not, I can't remember. This crucifix might be important. I'm going to click on this crucifix. It's going to take me to a different crucifix. Okay, then I'm going to go back to the original clip, click on the same crucifix in the same position again. It's going to take me to a different clip with a different crucifix. The problem with that whole mechanic is you can't follow a train of thought, right? So there were multiple situations while I was working my way through that game where I'm like, okay, this thing is super important or the occurrences that happen to this character is super important. I need to follow this train of thought. 
there's no like okay, I need a good shot of this thing in this scene so that it'll match cut me to that same thing in that same scene because I know something happens there and that can follow that logic. Instead, what you end up right. doing is like, okay, something is with this character. I'm going to sit and just like zoom, click, zoom, click, zoom, click, and I'll just cycle me through randomly every clip that has them in there until I get something that's useful. Mm-hmm. That's not, right, okay. There's no detective work, right? To the point where I don't know why they've hidden all the clips except for you need progression, right? Like, there's no detective vising. There's no detective-ving of any kind here. Like, in order to unlock every clip, you randomly have to click on everything. And the amount of points where I had, like... The one thing the game's really good at is it does give you... Not not formally, but as you're working stuff out, you get very clear questions, right? That, that, that evolve as you're right. watching stuff. That's like, I wonder what happened to X character. I wonder how X event happened. Why is X here and not Y, right? And those questions are very clear to the point where the achievements for the game are based on those questions, right? That you can kind of work out if you're doing it right. But it then doesn't give you any way of answering those questions in like a reasonably concise, controlled way, right? If you're like, oh, I wonder what happened to character X and you know that character X got to here and here and did this and did this and did this, all you can really do to get more footage of that character is just keep clicking on their face. Some clips are only accessible by clicking on the clapperboard that happens in some of the start of the clips. But even then, it's not like it's the same clapperboard for the same movie that's in a different thing. It's just a clapperboard. So it jumps you to clapperboards for different movies in different right, areas. Right, I see. Okay. And it's just like, there's no there's no thought process. You can't, you can't do any... You can't directly answer a question by investigating... All you have to do is you get to the point where you're like, cool, I need to answer these three questions. I'm just going to click shit and hope. And that's not a game. But you get what you need. Yeah, yeah, that's not a game. There's no gameplay there. It is like, just, you'll eventually see it, probably. Unless you played it in the first couple of, like, three or four days when it was out, when there are some clips you would never see because the RNG on them was weird. To be fair, the the team, the Half Memory, the studio... Um, are very are reasonably active in like the Steam discussion boards thing, and somebody was specifically talking about how to get this specific thing in the specific clip that they they figured was there somewhere and just couldn't get at. And to be fair, the team was like, "Here's the process for how the clips are done," and I can't talk about it because there's gameplay stuff in there. But like, they yeah, of course, specifically yeah. like, there's this process, this process, this layer of RNG based on X, Y, like, and they laid it all out. and was like, this is how this works. And here's why this is broken, because there's a bug in this bit. And we're fixing it. And then a day later, Patch came out to fix it. But it's like, it defeats the purpose of the core conceit, right? And it's incredibly infuriating when you get a game that is so, and again, it's so well put together and the narrative is so uh, engaging like it has peaks and troughs, right? That are real. Like I was, I was on a chat with you while I was playing it, right? Day one. And I was like, yeah. oh, this is super cool. And then like an hour later, I was like, I don't think this game works at all as I was getting into the mechanical part of it, the stuff I've yeah. described. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get further into it. It's like, oh, I'm fucking in. Like, I need to see this to the end. I will fight this mechanic to the end until I figure all of this shit out, right? The game has really good pacing, actually. But the problem is it's so disconnected from the mechanic part of it that it's just, you just brute force the whole thing and it really lacks the part of 
Sam Barlow's games that are super interesting and let you actually do the work and you feel more sure. accomplished when you put the whole thing together than just like I'm gonna like I'm just gonna randomly click on clips. Like I was just, there was a section where I was just like I was literally just sitting clicking on candles for like twelve minutes. It was twelve or fifteen Jeez. minutes. I counted it. I was just like I know it's in here somewhere. I just need to keep cycling and it will feed you the same clips you already have. It, it's not guaranteed to give you a new clip as well. Um, so it will just cycle and it's like, yep, I've seen that. Yep, I've seen that. Yep, I've seen that. And then eventually you got something you're like, oh, cool. That's something. It's just, it just doesn't work mechanically like at all. It entirely defeats the purpose of putting it together in this way. And it's so like this game could have been incredible. Like it really could, yeah. like if they'd added that, if they'd let you do the detective stuff, if the match cut system worked the way it looked like it was going to, this thing would have been like fucking transcendent, like complete, like straight up best detective point and click FM, whatever, like pick a genre. Like it's nothing. There are so few games. When we talked about stuff like um, uh, Last of Us 2, Right. Like that was an achievement in video games just purely by like the dis the not by design, but by the like the 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 technology of that game was spectacular, right? Like it cost sanity and lives, right? But it was an but, achievement, yeah. right? Like the rope yeah. there's a reason why like the rope tech video was all over Twitter everywhere. She's like, This is this is insane. Like why how how have they done this? This is incredible, right? This is that for me right like the fact that a relatively small team put this together it's perfectly put together and shot and created it's it's staggering like it's it's i was sitting going through it going this is is ridiculous that this exists and it's such a different set of skills than you traditionally have for building a video game right it being just film Mm -hmm. that you said like it's such an monumental achievement that has to so perfectly like nobody in film is going to do this right because film as linear media don't have to do this thing right like it is it is absolutely incredible and it's just entirely let down by a mechanic that just doesn't live up to what people would want from it and i don't it's one of those moments where like when i started seeing reviews it was like perfect tens and nines and stuff like that i'm like how are people playing this game like how are people like you, you read the reviews and it's people pretending they're detectives, right? And figuring stuff out. And I'm like, I don't yeah. know how you're figuring anything out. Like every reveal in that game, every bit of information I ever got was essentially just chance. There's no. I well, just found it out by randomly yeah, click, not the, randomly clicking, like, but clicking over and yeah, over again. Like I ended up, I ended up playing a lot of it with with Fiona, right? And she got into it very, very quickly because it's very like. It's you've, you've loves seen a, loves a murder mystery. Does that mur- girl not only just loves a murder mystery, but like is very in tune with like the language of film. Like it's sure, like yeah. it's very it, it's it's much easier to engage with, right? Even if you don't play a lot of video games, because it's like it's film clips that is a good background into how films are made, and you know you've seen behind the scenes footage, and you've seen all this. Like, and you, once you start into a mystery, you get into a mystery, right? So we were going the whole thing, and there's a point where we had one of these questions, right? Like we need, we need to know all of this revolves around, or we, at the time the, our idea in our head was like, it all revolves around this character, right? And we need to figure out what happened to this character. And it just lost all 
momentum when we're just like face click, face click, face click. And it's like, yep, seen that, seen that, seen that. Oh, that's new, but it doesn't have any relevance. Cool. And then also like, especially if you're looking for something specific, you'll come across a new clip that's not the thing you're looking for. So you have to bookmark that clip to then come back to it in case there's something else you missed in there that's not related to the thing that you're doing. And there's just no... It just it just totally does not work for the, the purpose that it's intended to do. And it's heartbreaking. It really is. Like, this thing could have been the easiest recommendation to anyone ever. Like, e- even outside of games, right? Like, the fact that this game is coming to mobile via netflix i think says a lot right like that's mm, going to be part yeah. of the thing also this is related i, I don't even kind of want to get into it because it's a whole thing that i'm not qualified to talk about really but like it is a very explicit like the footage is exceptionally explicit right both in terms of like straight up like violence but also like there's this like sex scenes throughout that whole all three movies whole time like you'll just come across clip you'll go match cut to clips and it's suddenly whoa what the fuck like it's everywhere right and there are discussions that are way above my pay grade that are like this is reflective of the industry at the time this is reflective of how actresses have been treated like that's a whole sure, other layer yeah. of the story right that is yeah, yeah. like i can totally see but it is like it is super fucking explicit and as far as i could tell in the options there is no like censoring option like there's no like blurring there's no black bar like nothing right this, this is the game right you see it or you don't how that game is going to get into mobile i have no fucking idea right like yeah, you don't want to play that sort of thing on a bus that's not only can you not play on a bus you can't put it in the app store the ios store specifically right like you can't. oh yeah right yeah you just can't yeah, that's fair um so either the, and again the, the mobile versions are not out yet they're coming out later is that some of the work they're doing for mobile probably i would hope i would assume probably so if you want this to be played on apple devices you're gonna to need to um but yeah and like there is a there's a there one of the items on the main menu is a content warning that says specifically like here's what's in this footage i recommend people read it because there's stuff in there that if you're affected by some of that stuff it like it'll fucking hit you right um yeah so yeah uh, that's kind of the whole thing it's it's almost it's almost a perfect game like it's almost a no that's that's no that's let me take that back because that means a lot of things to a lot of different people that does yeah it's almost one of the most impressive things i've seen in video games in a long 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 time in terms of production in terms of all that in terms of just like putting a thing together in terms of narrative even the narrative like is I, i I can't. I, I can't talk about it. I can't talk about it. I will talk to you, yeah, yeah, later or at the end of the year when you when you eventually play it. But like, it's just such a staggering achievement. It really is. Um, but just it doesn't work as a video game in the same way that this exact template worked in stuff like her story. Like, it just doesn't. It's just. It's just. It's not fully thought through. It's and it just seems like. It seems like, the. It's a fantastic idea that they just did not execute in any way. Like if the match cut system worked the way they thought it was going to work, it would have been fine. It would have totally served its purpose. It just doesn't. Like the first, I swear to God, you have no idea how much my heart fell the first time like I clicked on a chair and got taken to a different chair in a different movie. And I was like, oh, oh, all of this is now, this has changed this entire, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, 
it's it's it that part of it is super super disappointing but at the price point it's at for just the like i say just watching these movies for just watching all this and again like if you are someone who's even remotely interested on how movies are put together how how film is shot and created it's interesting on like a whole other level there as well like you see so much stuff um that's all about that i now know why reverse clapperboards are a thing um there's just lots of like boom mic stuff and like weird color grading and like <laughs> you, you learned see- about filmmaking yeah you do and you like you see the setups for like effects that happen, especially when you're talking about like the sixty nine seventy movie, where like they're not doing CG on that shit, right? Like it's, uh, yeah, it's it, it's it's almost it's almost incredible, and it's a real wasted opportunity if they just had a different mechanic in there. But on top of all of that, if any of this sounds remotely interesting, it is well worth playing and just seeing how far you can get. Um, there is it follows the same. No, that's 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 probably even too much. Yeah, just persevere until you don't want to persevere anymore, and I think you'll get out of it. If you feel the need to continue, you will continue, like I did, and sure. just fight it. Yeah. But even just seeing the thing they've made is just staggering and probably worth it. And I think it's on Game Pass as well, so even then you've got less reason to not. Um, so yeah it's out on everything now it's coming on mobile later um, yeah it's it's fascinating and disappointing and incredible and just yeah I've, I've never had more mixed feelings on something in, in, in quite a while um, yeah so I think that's everything um, I never got to finish OFK um, the final episode's out I just haven't played it yet um, but as of episode 4 which is where I got to. I continue to love that game, but episode five has a lot of work to do in terms of wrapping stuff up for me. Yeah, to I remember be, you saying that there's a lot that still needs done for but... me to like. And I understand like this is the start. Like I understand this is like a this is like a season one. I get that, but like for this to be its own concise thing, like they have so much work to do. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. But I like I say, I haven't got to it yet, so I will reserve my judgment for next time. Um, we should take a break and then we'll come back and talk about the stuff the stuff that you have. Um, yeah. Do you have some music for us? I assume you would. Yeah. So I've spent a lot of time recently, or I will do. I have done and uh, will do soon. Um, watching a lot of Guilty Gear Strive being played. Mm. Um. I, I do that a lot casually anyway. Like I like keeping up with it and stuff. But one of my friends has entered a strive tournament and she's very, very good, but she's also like very, very new to fighting games. So she sure. needs like help. So sure. I'm like acting as her coach of like, okay, I don't play the game because I, I just sort of bounced off strive and it didn't really click with me. Sure. But I watch a lot of it and I understand the theory so I can help you get over this. So, I I I realized at the time that I was talking about Strive, I didn't actually pick a song from the Strive soundtrack, which is it's a crime because the soundtrack's great. It's all very like two thousands wrestling chic, yeah. Which is yep, like so it's all it's a lot of like prog metal and like stuff like that, which it hits me 
it hits my heart in a very specific way. <laughs> it's very like it's very like uh, WWE like SmackDown versus Raw PS2 game sort of thing. Yep, sure. Like I can see that. St- like stuff like stuff like Find Your Own Way, which is like Saul's theme, and Roar of the Spark, which is Kai's theme, and like Love the Subhuman Self, which is Melia's theme and stuff like that. Oh, that's a, are that's all a, that's a spectacular name for a track. <laughs> and there's, there's story reasons, but um, they're all kind of what you'd expect from the strive soundtrack but mm-hmm. like the standout best song on that soundtrack is uh may's theme mm-hmm. who is the little girl with the big anchor and the whale and the, the, oh, the yeah, dolphin yeah. Yep, yep, yep. um she doesn't say anything like the strive soundtrack and it's great so i'm gonna play may's theme uh which is called the disaster of passion um you're gonna listen to this and think that the strive soundtrack sounds like this don't but this is the best song so far. I can't play my actual favourite song off the soundtrack because it's the theme for the new character, Bridget. Oh. But, so, and that isn't out yet and I can't buy it. But it's very, very, very good. So I'm going to play May's theme instead. Cool. And um, so check the post for links so you can pick that up. And we'll be back some more right after this. Over was the disaster of passion from Gillier Strive uh, it's, it's a really good soundtrack I don't believe that every song sounds like that because it doesn't um, I encourage you everybody to go listen to it though because it's a baller soundtrack also go listen to Bridget's new theme it's called The Town Inside Me it's really really good it's much closer to Disaster of Passion than the rest of the soundtrack and that it doesn't sound like prog metal but it is really really good um, what, what is it about going What's about fighting games that really lends itself to prog metal? It's like that in JRPGs. I don't know what it is. Well, like Strive, Guilty Gear specifically, because Guilty Gear is quite like, not edgy, but like it's got that kind of like beat to it. It's like Mm. quite grimy. Uh, Like if you go and listen to like the new stuff coming out of the Street Fighter 6 soundtrack, it doesn't sound anything like prog metal. True, true. Like Ryu's new theme is like a fucking jazz song and it's really good. But like, it just depends. But Guilty Gear has kind of always been in that realm. Like in a weird early 2000s wrestling theme sort of area. One of my favourite like visual language genres is, and I think, I can't remember if it's Guilty Gear that does this, but it's another like anime fighting game that does this, where it's just like, there's just text that doesn't actually mean anything, but it's everywhere. Yeah, so, yeah, Gil- yeah Strive does that. It's it's an Arxis thing specifically. Like is it? If you okay. make an Arxis the Morris game, they love just putting fucking random text everywhere. Like, um, like how many like guilty guilty gear does it blast blue does it fucking dnf duel did it melty blood persona fighting game thing, does it melty right? blood melty blood isn't an arxis game but that does have melty blood doesn't have as much obscure text it just has a lot of obscure systems oh like, okay that's the that's that's the game with like the fucking moon gauge and stuff like that like right. that's weird but I, yeah as, as much as i don't do a lot of fighting games i am here for what is your weird what do you call round two like it's an is it an encounter? Is it a symphony? Is it oh a yeah fucking concerto? Uh, oh Christ! What's the like, I can't remember what Blaze Blue calls it. But I think Blaze Blue has the best one. I yeah. can't remember what it is, but yeah, I, I love shit like that. It's just it's so, so necessary. You you will get you will get that from Arxis. If you yeah. want crazy weird fighting game shit, that's Arxis that does sure. that. Like they will that make you the weird shit. Um. um yeah. They're good at it as well. Arxis make great fighting games like Yeah, so I hear. 
Super good. So, um, so is, is it Strive you've been playing recently? Is one no, of the I, so I don't play. I don't play Strive because I didn't. I said before, like I tried to play Strive and just bounced off it. Like it right. just didn't gel with me. I just couldn't get it to work. Like sure. it just didn't. It's a it's a really good game and it looks amazing and the, the systems are really cool and stuff like that. But I just can't. I sure. watch a lot of it and like, but I don't play it. Um, this is going to be the point. Uh, this is going to be the point that happens every few months where I just talk about Final Fantasy fourteen for a while. Um, I, yes this is what the 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 week we didn't record was was it last week that was um yeah it was last week it was savage yeah, week yeah savage week um um so which, yeah, which feel which free people a, can people can skip this part of the podcast because i've talked about this before um, but i just i, I would you it's, li- it's literally the only thing i've done in video games for the past like two weeks when you described it as when you reminded me and it was like oh yeah i can't record it savage week this week i just in my head i was like that yeah. is the most hardcore great british bake-off week that exists it's just it's savage week <laughs> the savage week we're making no, fucking right. biscuits with spikes oh I, I wish it was that <laughs> but no it would be a lot easier than trying to do fucking savage and final fantasy 14 right um so for people that don't know like every raid series that comes out in final fantasy 14 it's split into 12 fights and each fight is released in a block of four mm. every like six months or so or four months or however long it is um and they're released so it's one one to four, five to eight, and nine to twelve. Uh we're in the middle block now, so this is five to eight. Um five, six, seven, eight, yeah. Um and they release it as the 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 normal mode, which is like the go through this fight the first time, sort of like easier version of those fights. And then a week later they release the savage version, which are the really, really hard versions where like the mechanics don't really have tells the mechanics are way harder they hit way harder there are more mechanics that get piled on top of it or they stack stuff or they do weird things there it's the more difficult high-end end game thing for final fantasy 14 mm-hmm. if you're doing the hardest end game in 14 it's savage raiding that is what you're doing yep so this released last week me and my raid stack which is like me and four other people um took the week off work to be like let's just see how far we can go with this because we're not a what you call you call it 14 you call it static which is like a group of eight people who raid together at like specific times and say we're going into this raid at this time and we're going to do it for like three hours or whatever why we're why not that we're just, eight people if there's a six-man raid it's an eight-man raid what is all oh, you just That's you're pair mirandos right for yeah so the yeah. so the thing is that we don't we don't have a static because a we like each other b we <laughs> okay we'll put a pen in that come back to that okay but you, well, there were again like like i think the last time i talked about this there will be a discussion about statics and party finder and stuff like sure that. but uh b we all trust each other like we all know that we're good at the game and we're not if we go in with five people that's at least four other people that we know and trust that actually play well so that's right good enough for us and three statics typically work on like a schedule where it's like three days a week at this time we will raid for this period whereas what we want is just to be able to go hey do you want to jump on, jump into this raid for a few hours yeah, yeah sure like, let's go like and that's it people will show up yeah yeah sure we've got our, we've got our group chat on discord we're like hey do you want to do this yeah sure whatever uh that is both good in terms of flexibility because we can say like hey does anybody want to jump into this raid and people can go no i'm a bit tired or like yeah. whatever and people will go cool whatever done also swings the other way where statics have a set time of like we're gonna raid seven till ten 
we don't have that so we end up in situations that we get into in savage where we sit and raid for like 13 hours a day and well it was 11 and a half for the longest stint but Jesus like christ that it swings both ways right but it was essentially that was only a, that was a very specific situation that i'll talk about but anyway sure so it's me me and four other people going into these raids uh we had three other people from our free company who wanted to do the first fight on day one um which usually happens we usually go hey we're gonna do this if you want to join us we'll do the first fight if we can do it day one that'd be great uh those fights are really fucking hard like they are uh talking to the other people that have done more savage raiding than me it's one of like the hardest like middle tiers that they've ever seen mm-hmm. um so the, is, and just to be clear like the I, I think you've made this clear but just to check like it is it is the same general fight but all the me- but mechanics are shaken up or changed or like the yeah, new mechanics it's the even. same it's the same boss like it's yes, the same model same Sorry, person yes. with similar mechanics to normal but they will either be changed or ramped up or have other stuff thrown on top of them or things to make sure it's not the same as normal basically mm-hmm. um so that can be that can range anywhere from like uh one of the mechanics in the first fight I, I can talk about this because it's like out there mm. one of the mechanics in the first fight where it's like um you have yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a big monster that basically puts down like big red walls that are reflective mm. so if it throws it like a magic thing out it bounces back and goes behind it instead of in front of it so you have to be able to like position yourself based on the wall mm. it in normal, that's fine. Where it like it puts a wall down, and does its one big move that then bounces behind it. In Savage, it not only has other moves it can do against the wall, it also instead of splitting the room in two, will split the room in four or eight. And you then have to like know the correct position to stand in because multiple things will be bouncing off multiple walls. Yeah. So it's like it goes in an arc, and you need to know. So it's like that, basically. That's the thing that will get leveled. One of, my, one of my favorite things, since I don't, I, I, you showed me a raid once. I can't remember yeah. what level it was or, or whatever. But you showed me it the, was the, it was e, E12 normal is what yeah. I showed you. But so yeah. it was it was like the mechanics were like it was a good explainer of like here's the mechanics, here's the kind of stuff they make you do. Here's like the areas you stand. Here's how you know when to move all this kind of stuff. My favorite yeah. thing now is like when I know it's when I know it's Savage Week or or Raid Week or whatever. What's the there's a Twitter account out there that does the data visualizations of positions? Uh yeah, so there's two accounts that you should follow during Raid Week and it's uh Final Fantasy 14 raid diagrams that look like shit posts. That's yeah, that super good because that's a gold mine because when you're in the middle of like savage raiding, especially when you're like day one learning and like you don't there's no guides or anything, yeah. people make up their own strats and they'll typically do it in like MS Paint. Yeah. So it is like really shitty drawings of things that look crazy but make sense in context there, there was like um, a, there was like an hour where we sat in chat and i was like because i'd come across this this account like on my own i was like what the fuck does any of this mean yeah and i send you the picture and be like oh yeah actually this is super accurate in this weird like yeah 17 uh, random lines drawn the, the, my, my favorite one my favorite one about it is there's a fight in the last tier of eden which is uh it's called shadow beast and its whole mechanic is it makes a shadow of itself and then does its moves out of the shadow, not mm. from its model. So, it's, And there's this really hard mechanic where everybody in the raid gets a shadow and they all have to point like a sword slash from the shadow out of the arena so it doesn't cleave people. Mm. People, it's really, really hard to get your head around and people took forever trying to like learn how to do it. That There was one diagram that I saw where Shadow Beast, which is like a big hulking monster 
but everybody called it dog because it kind of looked like a dog. Sure. There was a diagram where they replaced Shadow Beast with Gromit from Wallace and Gromit, <laughs> who had a big sword Excellent. in his hand. Excellent. And that account is quality. Like, it is quality content, especially around Savage Raiding time because people just make up weird shit. So yeah, there's that. And I can't remember the name of the guys that actually do the data visualization, like heat map stuff. Yeah, but they're the, really the good as well. We need was, to look up. Was super cool. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, because you like get to watching... see, you get to see immediately how people are reacting to mechanics and it is yeah. this like very similar thing. So, so for people who haven't seen it, it's like, it's like a 2D like visualization. Like if you imagine like top down of the arena and there's dots representing a whole bunch of players. I think there's like 1500 players or something like that per chart. Mm. Um, and you see these dots like move out, move out, move in, get damage, like die and you you just it's just this ballet of like everyone will like form yeah. into a square and then they'll split up into like a star as obviously there's an attack coming through on the diagonals yeah and they'll split in half and go round and it's just so like, if you if you vision, look at savage reading from the outside yeah it is very performative it's yes, very dance sure. like people are moving in specific places to do specific things um but yeah so this tier is really interesting it really got me it was one of the funniest moments i've ever seen where uh, like I say, like you go into Savage, you expect like weird mechanics or like weird like variances of stuff that you've seen. So we go into the first boss, which is like this big monster thing. And in the normal version, that fight is about is about the reflective walls that I talked about before, mm-hmm. and it like spits out poison, and then it does like a weird jump mechanic where you kind of it like jumps and does big AOEs in the arena, so you have to kind of like chase it around as a group and stuff like that. And we get into p5s like the savage fight of that fight uh and we're we set up and stuff we're like okay we're ready let's let's pull the boss do the countdown and then when it hits zero and the first attack hits this big bar comes up on screen that says satiate satiation as if to say like this thing is hungry and it is gonna and the bar starts ticking down Mm -hmm. and we're like so immediately we're like what the fuck does that mean? Like so, this is, that's this is not, not normal. Part, like that's is... not part of the fight that you've seen before. This is a totally no, new thing that they've brand new at thing. You. Just yeah. immediately the second you do damage to the boss presents you with this bar. And right. we're like, okay, like some it's gonna eat something at some point, because that's what that word means. Um and so we were going through learning mechanics and stuff like that, and uh we got to a point where there was a mechanic where there are like uh, what are called towers in 14 which is like a mechanic where people have to stand in it before it explodes stop it from exploding or soak damage or whatever mm. it is there are these towers and the towers appear as the satiation meter starts hit towards zero and we're like okay maybe there's a mechanic here where like something has to happen where you like eat somebody or like something so we get in the towers and do the mechanic and nothing happens and we're like, okay, cool. Satiation hits zero. Boss eats our tank and spits them to the other side of the arena and they die instantly. And we're like... Sweet. Excellent. Okay. Is that supposed to happen? Is it supposed to be like a... Like a supposed to be a death that we then res and try and recover from? Yeah. Spent ages figuring this out. Eventually it gets to the point where someone fucked up the tower mechanic and like didn't get to their tower in time and so missed it. And this like blob formed that was like uh it was called like hungering mass or something like that i can't remember what it is but we were like oh that's wrong like like immediately we were like that's the wrong mechanic and something spawned we need to kill this thing because we didn't kill it and it blew up and gave us all a debuff that meant or we didn't do as much damage we're like mm-hmm. okay obviously that's wrong because you're not supposed you're not supposed to have a damage down mechanic ever that means you've done something wrong sure so we're like what the fuck is going on so we sat forever doing this and then eventually we were like 
uh, can we time this so that the thing appears and then the boss eats that instead of us? And we're like, sure, let's try it. Like, intentionally fuck up the tower mechanic and see what happens. So we did it again, set it all up. The same person fucked up the tower mechanic and tanked the boss, continued it on. This mask, like, sat there doing its thing where it was, like, charging, charging, charging. Satiation has zero. Boss immediately runs over to the mask and eats it. And we're like, ah, we've got it. Perfect. Like, we understand what this satiation sure. meter is for now. Um, and continue the fight, continue the fight, continue the fight. Thing starts going towards zero again. And we're like, okay, we need another one of these masses. But right before satiation hits zero, it does this fucking wild mechanic where it does the jumps from normal mode. Like, it jumps around the arena. Yeah. But it does it in, like, a specific, a specific pattern that... And if you get clipped by the AOEs, you immediately get, like, stun-locked. Like, your character, like, goes to their knees and is immediately on the ground. Right. And then when the boss finishes his jumps, he immediately eats the people that are on the ground. Oh. And we're like, so fucking, this this mechanic took so long to sit and figure out because it is a really specific pattern and there's a really specific way you have to run to get around it. Right. Where it's one of two two mechanics as they're going off and you have to, like see which way it's going to jump and then run in a specific way around to the other side of the arena and stand there while not getting hit by any AOEs. And we did it, and we were like, we're all alive, we did it, he's not hit any of us with jumps. The second he does his last jump and lands, the tower respawn again. And we're like, fuck, right, we know what to do now, right, yep. run, everybody go. And it was just this fucking blind panic of people like running to towers and trying to make sure one. And it was like, it took ages, like, so the the way that raids work is it's done in terms of what are called lockouts where every fight is 90 minutes and you have to beat it within 90 minutes. Right. So that's a, a 90 minute lockout is what I called. Yep. It took us, I think two and a half lockouts to actually beat the fight. So that's like a hundred and or like 200 minutes or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah. to, to beat that first fight. But that's still for day one. That's really quick. And sure. we did really, really well for everybody. And like, we understood mechanics and stuff. It was really, really good to pull off. Um, and we're all great and we're celebrating and stuff. It was fantastic. And then it came to the next day and it was just the five of us. Mm. And we're like, okay, let's go into let's go into six and see what it's like. And six is not that hard a fight. Mechanics aren't super difficult. They are fairly straightforward. There's a bunch of like shape recognition and stuff you have to not super hard. Mm. But for some reason. So there's there's only five of us, right? And you need eight people to do the raids. So you have to do this thing called Party Finder, which is like you post a party saying, we want to do X, which is either like practice this fight or kill it or whatever it is. And random people will join you. Mm-hmm. It's kind of famous in the Final Fantasy community that Party Finder is bad at raiding. Like, sure. if you go into Party Finder for looking for randoms, they're probably not going to be great. Some of them are good. Some of them are fine. A lot of them are not very good. Um, so... We got to the we got to the point where we learned the fight really, really quickly and we were trying to go for kills and uh we had been raiding for like maybe five or six hours that day mm-hmm. and had gotten to the point where we were consistently seeing the end of the fight. Basically every fight in fourteen gets to a point where it says, uh, you spent too much time on this, you're dead. It's called an enraged mechanic. It basically gets to that point where the boss casts a big move and you all die. Right. You're supposed to beat it within a set period of time. Um, like, for example, our kill on five, which is the boss before it, the interesting story about that is when we killed it, the the 
the pool before we killed it, we hit in rage at like the boss at 0.2% health or something like that. Um, so really, 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 really close to killing it and it enraged and killed us all. And we're like, okay, right. We know we can do it now because it's only got 0.2 of its health. If we're just like a bit cleaner, we can do it and kill it. And someone who was recording it was like, okay, so enrage happened on that pool at 9 minutes and 59 seconds. That's when that enrage happens. So the, so the fight's about 10 minutes long. And we're like, okay, cool, that's fine. The, 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 the pool where we killed it, the boss, the cast bar from the enrage was gone. So the boss was casting its enrage and we killed it. So we just got it at the end of its animation and it died, basically. And the person that was recording it went back and saw that our kill was 10 minutes long. Mm-hmm. So we got it bang on in rage. Like, right. exactly right on in rage. A second more and we'd have been dead. So it was pretty cool. The second fight, we saw in rage pretty consistently, which usually means you've got this fight down. You just need to, like, focus up and not get as many deaths and you can kill it, usually. Mm-hmm. So we did that. We hit that in about six hours. And we were like, right, we're seeing in rage. We can kill this. Like, we know we can kill this. We then spent another six hours-ish trying to find other people in Party Finder that could also kill it. That was a struggle because other people in Party Finder had not gotten it as quickly as we had. So there was a lot of fumbling around and people dying for stupid reasons. And so that day was spent 11 and a half hours operating trying to kill that thing because... We wouldn't have spent 11 and a half hours of raiding if we had not known we could kill the boss. Like, we knew we could do it. We, we had could, enough yeah. DPS. We knew the mechanics were fine. We could do it. We just needed to find three other people that could also do it. That was the problem. Right. <laughs> that was our issue. The other three people, we got it in variances where there, there's a, a thing where my friend found this article on, I can't remember where, uh, that was talking about the mathematics behind party finder mm-hmm. and it's like in order to like kill a boss for like a perfect run with no deaths or whatever you need to be basically players need to be working at like 90 percent efficiency or like they hit they do a perfect run 90 percent of the time sorry that's it a player can hit a perfect run 90 percent of the time so nine pulls out of ten will be perfect if that player is good enough mm-hmm. if you have eight people in a party for those 90% to line up is only about, I think it's like 38% of the time. So that's when everybody is working at their, in their 90 is only about 40%. Right. So if, for every, for, if you're working in a party finder group of eight people, four pulls out of 10 are going to be pulls that could potentially kill it. Right. That's the, okay. that's sure. the maths behind it. Um, but obviously if you're getting people that are bad at the game, that, 90% number goes lower so the number that is the 40% also goes lower mm. so you're you're rolling the dice quite a lot to just be like is this going to be the pool where we kill it is this going to be the pool where we kill it is this going to be the pool where we kill it mm. and for us those dice rolls took 11 and a half hours sure like okay. that's just that's just what that took well, eventually it- we got it what it took was our one of the people in our stack, in our five stack, is a really, really good raid leader. They call amazingly. They do raid calls amazingly, which is like calling mechanics and telling people, hey, it's this mechanic that next. Here's what you do for it. 
not so much for us because we know the mechanics so she'll say it as like a prompt for us to be like okay we know it's this so we yeah. can go here and all that stuff and it, ta- and it, takes, it, took that, for us, it takes that brain space off of you to focus on exactly the stuff that you're doing yeah so yeah. we can focus we can focus on positioning and doing our rotation correctly and stuff like that so that, that it basically is like it's good to have the mental prompt otherwise because even if you do that fight tens of times hundreds of times whatever it is every so often you will have that brain explode moment of going like fuck what's this mechanic again and yeah. then you'll be dead like that's the yeah so it's, it's good to have that prompt what it took for us to kill that boss was us going to one of the randoms discord because they were like hey can we all just get a discord call and talk about this because we know we can kill it it's just people are fucking up really easily sure so we all went to their discord and had our raid leader call four randoms oh wow and when we did that we killed it in like three pulls wow it was like okay it was ridiculous and we killed it at like half past midnight and everybody nobody was happy about it because we're all <laughs> like fuck i just need to go to bed yep and yeah, but we did it, and it was great. Um, yeah, so we did that in day two, and we took a break day three because we were like, we were up for 11 and a half hours, yeah, we can't do yeah. this anymore. Yep. Uh, and then we got to seven, and seven is kind of similar to six, where it's not that hard. There are some things that can kill you pretty easily, but if you know how to handle it, it's not that hard. The really heartbreaking thing about Seven was we spent another a, a good amount of time and we got the fight down quite well. It took us a couple of days because like we took an off day and then we took it chill the other day and we were like learning stuff slower and we got to the point where eventually everybody knew the fight and got to the point where we were seeing all the mechanics and getting to the end of the fight and we just did not have the damage to kill the boss. Mm. Like there is that boss has like a hard dps check where it is like if you're not doing enough damage you will not just you will just not be able to kill this boss that's just a fact so it was kind of crushing for us because we'd spent hours and hours and hours and then eventually we got to the point where like fuck we can't even kill it even if we wanted to like we just don't have the damage like Mm. it's just not possible like we can't do it because it's the numbers Um, game at that point right if the numbers just aren't high enough you're just this is not gonna happen so the only way that you can make up the numbers is by uh like buying a specific set of gear and doing this really fucking weird thing that i still don't understand to this day called penta melding where like all of your gear your gear has like two slots for material which are like stat boosts yeah but on crafted gear there is a way that you can i still don't understand it like i said but there's a way that you can slot up to five material on one bit of gear okay so you can basically boost your character beyond the point that they're supposed to be at at that time, if right. that makes sense. Sure, sure, sure. So, but I, I wasn't doing that. The other the other people in my party, there was one person in my party, or my stack of five, that was pentamelded. The rest of us weren't. So we were like, we can't kill this, we need gear, whatever, it's fine. The guy that pentamelded went off on his own and found another group of seven people that are also pentamelded and they killed it. It was really hard, but they Oof. did it. Okay. Um, and then one other person, because the person that killed it and the person that is the raid caller in my stack are fiercely competitive, but only with each other and oh, not sure. with anything okay. else. Yep. yep, yep. She then went and pentamelded herself and jumped in and killed it on her own. So jeez, oh, there were two people that had killed it and then three people that hadn't because we all were like, I'm not fucking pentamelding, I'll just wait for gear and kill it later. Mm-hmm. So 
we got gear the next week, which was this week, or the sorry, the week before this week, mm-hmm. that, like we're talking about, and was like got gear, went in again, and hit the same problem where we were like getting really, 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 really close to killing it and seeing like really low in rages and stuff like that. I just could not find the people to push over that last like 0.3% of damage or 0.4% of damage. Yeah. Like people were just like dying in stupid spots in the fights or whatever. Like there were too many deaths basically. Mm. Like too many people were dying for dumb reasons. So this, uh, this week is the week where we kill it and then move on to the final fight. And then that's going to be the point at which the learning takes the longest because that fight from what i've seen i don't know much about it but i've seen some of the fight has some really fucked up mechanics that are it has a lot of unique ui elements and if if 14 is throwing unique ui elements at you it's doing something really fucking crazy because the thing that 14 does really well in raiding is unified language like Mm. it is it shows you like here's what a ground marker looks like, here's what a stack marker yep. looks like, here's what a spread mechanic looks like. It does all that, and every raid uses that language, and you're like, you know when you see it, you're like, I know what this is, it's fine. If it's throwing unique UI at you, it's doing something wild. Like, it's doing something proper crazy. Sure. So I can't wait to see it, but it's going to be a while of learning. But the fact that we are basically getting three savage kills within two weeks of it being released is a massive testament to the group of people that I play with and how like much better we are at the game and how we've improved and how well we're working together and stuff like that. It is a great little stack that we have. And it's also it's just... not, it's also not that the fight itself is like simpler than previous ones have been or anything like that. Mm. Like it's, it is actually no, the, like you the, just get better. Like it's, it's I, I, I would, if it were people that weren't us would maybe look at the fight and see that they're hard, but six and seven specifically I don't know if we're just really cocky or it's because we've seen it a lot and we're good at it, mm-hmm. but it only took us like a couple of goes at it to be like, oh, right, we know what this looks like. We can do this. And we got it. Mm-hmm. It was fine. We're like, okay, cool. We understand what this mechanic is. Let's move on. Cool. But yeah, it was great. So like Savage Raiding is such a unique experience that is really hard to like show off what it means, but you have to... The, the the bad sides of it are like you either get in a static and statics are the prime example of fucking MMO drama that goes all the way back to like fucking WoW raiding guilds. Sure. Like it is, it is bitchy people, it is raid leaders who have a power complex, it is like people talking shit behind people's backs or people getting really upset in the middle of raids and like stuff like that. Is I remember if you are lucky enough to find a good static that are cool people that are chill and just want to clear the fights and like have a joke and a laugh or whatever, that is great and you should probably hold on to that as close as you can because that is fucking rare from what I've heard. Every static that I've heard about has imploded in one way or another. Right. My friend uh, was in a static that were uh, prog in this tier and they were doing other stuff as well. And it was going really, really well. And then my friend got kicked out of the static because they could only devote three days a week to raiding. Jesus. Like, 
they could they said i will do three days a week but i am an adult with a life and other responsibilities that is about as much as we can do yeah and this is a static that advertised themselves as like casual like like well like i think they said like hard casual which is like right yeah they're not gonna they're, they're gonna set times to do it but not like super hardcore we're going in every night or yeah, like yeah, whatever yeah. it's just like we'll set times and that'll be it so they could only devote three days a week and got kicked out Jesus. like it was fucking crazy so yeah statics are their whole their whole other world that i don't want to get into because like I, fucking raid raid guild drama is the worst kind of drama it's so fucking petty i remember do you remember shit yeah how long ago at this point was um Leroy Jenkins was that like ninety nine? Is that like pre two thousand? No, that, that would have been like no, no, because World of Warcraft. Oh, World of right, Warcraft yeah, only sorry. came out in like two thousand four, yeah. so like oh seven or something like yeah. that. Maybe I remember like having like having zero wow experience looking at that, going like, wow. Like I assume the funny part of this joke I don't understand is that this person is ridiculous. Oh with five. This, with the with the like stat calculations and the planning and the here's how we're going to do this and it's <laughs> yeah. and it's, and it's yeah, funny yeah. that this guy just went ah screw it and ran in and then i talked to friends who did play wow and was like no that is, that's actually just that's just the way it is it's funny because it's too real yeah. i'm like oh yeah okay that's that's sure. funny because especially in wow you're not so much getting the like you don't so you don't get the numbers people in 14 because like i've said before 14 bans third party tools you can't talk about numbers you can so you can talk about numbers privately like Mm. to your to yourself or to like people that you're talking to or whatever you can't publicly talk about numbers because then your account gets banned yeah um so you don't have people there are people that will be like you'll compare you can compare numbers to other things like we what we were doing in savage and stuff like that we're like looking at people that clear the fight and being like so what percentage was the boss at at this mechanic so we could kind of like roughly track our damage if that makes sense so mm. like if we're if we look at a fight and this person does this mechanic and the boss is on like 45 percent, and we do it and they're it's on like 55 we're like okay we're 10 percent behind something's kind of going wrong here we need to like fix this mm-hmm. but if we're doing it and the matches up we're like okay cool we're on track it's fine wow had its own the thing i don't get about leroy jenkins is like this the, the the fucking stat calculator guy that's like you've got a 33 whatever percent chance of surviving or whatever Mm. no one fucking does that in raiding like you're not gonna have a percent chance to live that's not a thing yeah like you either do the mechanics and you survive or you don't do the mechanics and you die like it's there's not like a percent chance or whatever (laughs) um but yeah like the leroy jenkins thing is really funny because there are people that would just be like ah fuck it and just go and pull yeah like it is Obviously, you shouldn't be doing that in like an organized raid stack or whatever, but it is very funny. Yeah. Um, so there is the static side of it, which is its own beast. A hellscape. I, yep. Okay. I am too old at this point, and I have played too many MMORPGs at a high level to put up with that shit anymore. Sure. Like it's yep. not. It's it's for people with fucking power complexes and people that it's for people that that strive to be middle managers like or the sort of people that are like man i would love to be a middle manager that's the sort of people that really want to run away or like a raid guild because they are like it is it is full level management and they have control over these people but it really fucking doesn't matter like, i mean it's, or, or it's or this is or if it's for people who like this is their game right this is the this is all mm, the play right like that, that sure. makes sense that you would build that much stuff around. like i've heard friends i've got friends who were into like really into eve 
like back in the day when Eve was. Oh, like, Eve's a completely different. That's literally maths. Like that's totally. Yeah, that, but it's like it sounds a lot like the kind of like different different focuses and different levels of, of like numbers and stuff like that. But it does feel yeah. like it. It sounds very similar to the stuff we're talking about with like static drama of like when you're managing yeah. your corp, right? For and sure. Like yeah, yeah, these yeah. people have got to be here and doing their stuff and this and that. like it's yeah. I I. It it does like less than nothing for me, but I totally see it. Like I can see no, how you I, could get wrapped up. I in get it. it. For I'm sure. not. I am. I am not putting people down for taking reading seriously. That's yeah, no, no, no. Fine. But it's, like I, I take, I take reading seriously, and that like I really like learning the fakes, and I want to kill the bosses. That's totally. it's a puzzle. That's fine. Yeah. The yeah, I I really enjoy the mechanics of learning a fight and like getting the fight down and once you've got all the mechanics like finding all the little optimizations you can get and stuff like that. That's all really cool, and I like that and stuff. I don't want to have to put up with like a mid thirties guy shouting at me. Oh, like that's not yeah, that shit is I, just. I, yeah. I, I I I've been there. I've been in my raiding guilds. I've done raiding and other things where people shout at you for doing really dumb shit. Fuck that! Like I don't care anymore. Like yeah. I don't care that much anymore. I am. It's just I I don't I am, see. I am a I am a like at this point like a MMO elder statesman where I am like. I am fucking above it. I just want to do what I want to do and yep. fuck dealing with all this stuff. Like, I don't care. So that's why me and my friends, me and the four other people I play with, deal with Party Finder, which yep. is has its own set of dramas where a lot of people are really, really bad or there is... Um, the most drama that you'll get are like... when So when you get into PF, there are like variants of mechanics because obviously everybody's learning these fights at different times so they learn how to do mechanics in different ways so and everyone has their own language for describing various things yeah or or language or whatever or they've read this guide or they saw this stream or whatever it is so when pf groups meet and join up to try and kill the boss there is this like butting of heads of like i learned this this way but i learned this this way which mechanic are we doing Mm -hmm. because so there's this like there's this kind of like exchange of like hey how are you guys doing X like this yeah like in for example in seven in the fight that were that some of us have killed and some of us have haven't um, the big mechanic is this thing called uh, like bountiful fruits and it happens six times so the people coming into our PF are like hey how are you guys handling bountiful fruits six because bountiful fruits six is the mechanic that is like semi difficult mm. so. Everybody came in and was like, hey, how are you handling sex? And we're like, we're doing it like this. And they were like, oh, right. Well, I've learned to do it like this. Can we try it like this? Mm-hmm. And we we're like, no, we prefer to do it our way, especially because it's our party. Yeah, yeah. And we write on the party being like, hey, we're doing it like this. Mm-hmm. People then join and be like, hey, can we do it like this instead? We're like, no, let's try it our way because it's it's our party. And like, we know this. Sure. And all that. X, Y, Z. Whatever reason. That happens a lot. And then you get into things where it's like you go in and do the fight and do the mechanic your way and people die because of it. And then people start piping up in all chat being like, are you sure this mechanic is the right way of doing this? And blah, blah, blah. Yeah, all that stuff. Yep. Which is easier to deal with because they are randoms on the internet. So you can just be like, that guy's a fucking idiot, whatever, we'll just keep pulling and it's fine. Yeah. Or like the, the other PF things to do, which is like the best ones that we've seen are like, we, so we got, when we got to seven, there were not a lot of other people in Party Finder doing seven. We got there quite quickly because mm-hmm. we had finished these fights quite fast because we'd learned them. When we got to seven, the the thing that kills people in Party Finder is there is a lot of waiting around. You can kill bosses really effectively just by doing pull after pull after pull after pull. 
Mm. You learn the mechanics, you see new stuff, whatever it is. It's the benefits that statics have. Statics have eight people that are there for that period of time to do nothing but pull for mm. those periods of time. So they learn those fights. They might learn it slower, but they'll be way more consistent. PF has a lot of waiting around. So we put up a PF party that says, like, we need a tank and two healers. You can sit there for a while waiting for those that tank and those two healers. Mm-hmm. So we got to a point where in seven, where we waited for two and a half hours for two healers to Jeez. get to get to get into the instance, pull the boss twice, and then the tank got mad because we were dying at stuff and left. So then, and typically speaking, when PF happens, if one person leaves the people that aren't together will see that group as dissolving and leave as well. Right. So okay. then you reset and you're back to waiting for another like four hours or whatever sure. it is. So you best believe if you're going to start re- learning those rates on PF like we are, you have something else to do. So right. whether that was like us like playing Magic the Gathering together or like picking up different games or right. watching stuff or whatever. Like I... The, the the real the real testament to like how that how bad this was was in the time in the times that I was waiting on PF and the downtime when we're not playing fourteen because we never we didn't want to do another like fucking eleven and a half hour day because yeah, that almost sure. killed us. Yep. So we stopped and like chilled out for a bit. And so the time I was waiting on people and not playing fourteen, I picked up Guild Wars two again. Oh god! Just for just, no, just like as a like mindless MMO level a character chill out thing sure and and got a character to max level and the time <laughs> in between me doing pulls on PF and not playing 14 oh. I got max character max level character on a different MMO yeah. that's how long waiting in PF took like that's I mean is this that that is the downside of PF the good the benefit of PF is you don't have to put up with static drama the downside is you will get way more variant players' skill level and have to wait around. Yeah. And at any random point in the PF, someone could just be like, oh, sorry, I need to leave and leave the party. Yeah. And just fuck off and then wasted your time. Like, that's the... And I mean, that's the... that's the. I suppose you end up in this catch-22, right? Where, like, if you have a bunch of people who are not fully eight-man uh, team that would go in and do this, like, they're just generally going to have less experience with the mechanics, right? Because you're, because yeah. they're, they're playing the same weight game you are, right? They're waiting for a group that works for them. And also, like, if you've got a group of, like, six, I assume, and you're looking for two more, how many, like, free-floating two people are there out there ready to go yeah. at once, right? So, exactly, there's that, and it's the point, the main point that kills it is that there is not an even distribution of people on jobs. Right, So. Sure. Obviously, the most populated thing is DPS because people want to hit because they're fun. buttons yeah. and do a big number. Yeah, not everybody f- finds fun in tanking. Yep. I don't find fun in tanking. Tanking is boring to me. Yep. It, even less people find fun in healing because mm. healing is a really important job, and if you fuck it up, it's really obvious. Right. So, so people don't, people don't blame like on them. the stress yep. or yeah, they don't want to blame or whatever. And so even less people play healers, which is why we were in that situation where we were literally just waiting on two healers and it took two and a half hours Jesus. because we were in a situation where we had gotten way far out ahead of PF and we were waiting on healers. So yep. it was this compounding thing that, so yeah, it, we have had discussions eternally being like next year, do we actually just want to try and join a static? But I was like, 
guys, if you guys want to go and join a static, that's fine. I'm out. Like, if yeah. you go join a static, fine. I'm done with raiding if you guys go join a static. Right. Because, like, I don't want to learn the fights on my own. And I don't want to go and join a static, even though there are four other people in that static that I would trust. Mm. I don't want to have to put up with that yeah, again. Fair. So, and I, presume- I was just like, if you guys, if you guys want to have consistency and go and do the static thing, I don't think it's going to work because knowing some of the people in the group of people that I play with, statics don't work for them either because they are the sort of people that will sit there and pull and pull and pull and pull for like 13 hours until they kill it or do whatever. And statics don't work like that either. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know how it'll end up, but we'll see. But there is this massive dichotomy and savage rating of how that works and I, I suppose, yeah it's 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 interesting i suppose as well that like you what much is it i suppose as well like the the thing stopping you from just doing it as can i mean can you even start it as a six do you need to be eight to even start the thing you need to be eight yeah. okay so you can't so there's no way of like just well, going into the six and so i say i so i say i'm not sure you you maybe potentially could join it as a six but there's no point like it's just like you would, you're just not going to put enough you numbers would, on the on the thing to be able to yeah you you wouldn't you wouldn't do enough damage you wouldn't have enough tanks to do tank mechanics properly you wouldn't have enough healing to heal people even if right. they could like it's right it's, it's that just, level it's, of like it's, you it's definitely need the eight people like it right yeah pretty much okay. fair enough interesting um, this 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 shit is fascinating to me like the mechanics of all of this like both uh, yeah. socially and in gameplay terms is the fascinating the get getting the wheels to run on raiding when you're not in a consistent group mm. is difficult in 14 there's a lot of challenge like you'll hear that there are there are a lot of like internal final fantasy 14 memes around raiding in party finder because there is just there is so much there's so much consistency in terms of weird dumb shit that you see that is like oh my god it is ridiculous like it's crazy it's like tanks that don't know how to do mechanics it's like healers that don't know how to heal it's that sort of thing but then, but and then it is like you, if you're if if you're the type of person who relies if you're like a enough of a person where you're joining pf groups as like a like a one or a two or a three person replacement or fill in yeah like where are you going to learn those mechanics though like no, exactly. Like there, there is no other way of doing it. Yeah. Like that's the you can look at you can look at guides and stuff, and people do. But like, but and that's fine. But, then but it's why, not the same as doing it. But like, then why? Then why raid? Like that. that this is kind of this is when you start to get into like some of the parts I really dislike about this whole structure. Like generally, like it, it seems yeah. really cool. But like, if I'm doing a thing, and again, like I, I keep saying this when we when we have these Final Fantasy discussions, but like my version yeah. of this with GTFO is the same thing, right? It's going in blind. It's not knowing the new mechanics. It's learning as you go yeah, and yeah, being yeah. surprised with your friends, right? That's the whole point. So if, yes. if the only way you can access this content is to like look up how to do it so that you can actually just see it, like you're, you're not, you're not playing the same game as everyone else, right? Well, like, so no, like you don't have to, like there are, there are parties out there like before you're not immediately going to go into PF and get, clear parties right you're not gonna you're, there are parties that are specifically like practice that are from like hey right. we are and they will put it in the thing of like practice from start or like practice up like practice from this mechanic which typically right. means we've got the rest of the fight down it's just after this mechanic we don't know what it is so practice right. from there or whatever right. it is so 
people can go into practice groups and learn this stuff and the whole point about practice groups is that you're not supposed to be a shithead about it because sure. you're learning it like nobody learning. you're yeah. not supposed to yeah everyone's learning typically the practice the practice groups are where you're gonna have the most like jokes and like fun time stuff sure. is practice party because no one really cares everybody's learning is there when you get to the point you can tell it it's like flipping a switch the second that you get to the point where you've seen enrage on that boss for the first time everybody turns the jokes down and it is like it's good okay time. focus up and yep. we need to do this obviously if you're doing it like i am with four friends there are always going to be jokes like it's sure. not all fucking serious all the time but the people in pf turn their funny bone down to like negative four and are right. like no nah, we're here to kill this like you need to kill this every time you die it is like a three minute discussion in chat of like why did you die what the fuck did you do like all that and it's like yeah, that's okay. when it becomes less fun because it's more focused on just like killing them. but yeah there are practice parties that is the whole point sure. of yeah how, how do they, they deal with with spoilers then because i assume one of the things would be like if you're joining pf teams it could be the case of like you've got to like a couple of mechanics further than the, the rest of the team is so do you just like yeah you know how it's going to go but do you just shut the fuck up and let them i mean do it, it? it entirely depends there, there are groups that will put a tag on their party that says blind which is like don't say anything just try and figure this out right most pf parties if they're in practice and someone is there because like i've done it in the past where i'll join practice parties for mechanics that I've seen further than, but I'm doing it to like get the rhythm down or totally. check something for my DPS or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most parties in PF, if they're a practice party and they're on a mechanic that they're stuck at, they're okay with someone being like, hey, actually, I've seen this before. Do you want help you in want, knowing what yeah. to do? Because you saying, okay, do it like this, doesn't mean they're going to be able to pull it off. Yes. Like, you There's could just say, do it like there. this. And the, yeah, the practice party is there to get the the execution of that mechanic down sure sure which is the whole point so you going in and being like hey see for this mechanic where she does the big cleaves across like the east west of the arena see if you have two people here and two people here and two people here and then move into it or whatever it is they're usually like okay cool let's try that and then they do it and it obviously fucks up because people mm. don't instantly get it and do it the first time sure, but sure, sure. they will then iterate on that and then start to get it that is the right. that is the whole pf practice party experience like that's how that are works. you jumping in if you're if you're filling in gaps with with pf teams are they are you like inviting them to discord are you just doing no. text chat no 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 most of the time because we are because we're five people we are the one making the party because we have enough sure, number sure, sure. where but the, surely they're like hey we need people to calls and stuff like that then yeah they're, they're missing the calls but like they're not they the, if they're like a single person or whatever they don't need it in like a practice party or whatever right. it's just like they know they're there to learn the mechanics they'll do it and if they don't do something and we die and start again they're the the people in pf are actually normally quite okay with like piping up and chat and being like hey i don't understand this or hey right, what right. did i do wrong there or like something like that and we'll tell them right right, right. just not in discord like yeah, yeah, we're yeah. just fair enough okay out. cool that's fine and there's not i'm assuming there's it's no, the same thing with there's no voice chat built into the game or anything right no god okay. no if they're, if, they're, if they're not going to allow like third party tools then they're certainly not going to allow fucking in-game voice chat because no, that's going to be I a mean, horrible like, experience something, something that ships with the game i would assume no no no, no. no. okay absolutely not cool. no okay. um rightfully so because that would be a fucking cesspool i'll bet but i'll bet um yeah it's it's good we've also like it's, it's good this this tier because me and or like most of us there's still one person that's doing it are like not caring so much about number 
like they are not trying to like measure stuff and like figure it out they're just like we're doing the relative stuff and then being like okay cool we'll do it from there or whatever because there are there are, there are obviously ways to do it but we are not so it is it is this more kind of like dynamic experience that we're like we're gauging it roughly as opposed to being precise about it which is cool cool it's more interesting um cool excellent but yeah um, that is foray into final fantasy 14 raiding that is what it's like uh, being like a savage raider in 14 yeah that that shit is that shit is fascinating it, it really is I, I find it really really interesting how how people pull this stuff off it's it is it, the only reason i can do it is because i have a group of friends that are willing to do it and we're all really really close and it's it's a it is legitimately a fun time to do raids with those people yep and the game is obviously mechanically fun but i would say that because i played that game for thousands of hours yeah i was gonna say but the, the the thing that is staggering is that how they are able to consistently make new savage raids that have unique mechanics that are interesting when done together yeah like obviously they're not there are mechanics that are similar to other raids which is also kind of why we pick up raids quickly because we can be like oh it's that thing from that other raid and adapt a strategy that we already know but it's the way that they frame it or put it in a different way that then means that it's entirely shaken up in a different thing mm-hmm. it's it's staggering that for the, the amount of time that 14 has existed it's done that consistently like it's crazy like all credit to them they are doing a hell of a job with this design stuff i say this every time but they do a hell of a job designing that game yeah it's absolutely flabbergasted in how they're able to pull that off cool excellent cool yeah. um that's it that's that's literally all the video games about that and guild wars 2 but sure, yeah sure, sure. um we'll leave the news um there's not a lot i mean a lot happened but other people out there everyone who's listening to this will know of all the stuff that's already happened um yeah and they should they should go look that stuff up um what we got coming up uh our spoiler cast for citizen sleeper went up um mm. it's done it's it's it was very very cool it's got some good reception um had a great time recording that again thank you to it was it was it was very it was very interesting and i was upset that i wasn't able to join because yes. it would have been a much more varied discussion that yes. i've been well, there next time that um when we, when we talk about I, I assume we'll want to come back and talk about the the follow-up episodes so hopefully you can you can be there for that yeah. one um yeah. so that's gone up uh we've recorded another hour of us shit talking while playing a game we've never seen before which will go up soon possibly next week once i get that edited uh that's kind of all i think i've got happening what's going on in the 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 video game space i'm watching um i'm watching my wife play the what's it called disney dreamland something my my girlfriend is also playing that because i i mentioned it yeah when she was round at mine on saturday and said hey there's this like disney stardew valley game you should probably check it out and her face dropped and she went home, bought it, and then messaged me on Sunday. It was like, "Oh shit, this is a mistake." It's <laughs> so it like, okay, it's, yeah, it, it's way less cynical than I thought it was going to be. I think is the best thing. No, I it do. seems really genuine. It seems yeah, actually it's... like they've put a cool thing together, which super surprised me. But it, yeah, like, I was watching a bunch of it get played, and like, it seems pretty genuine. I'm kind of, I'm, yeah, I'm impressed actually with, with, I, with that. I. The the fact that it is like one of these like Stardew Harvest Moon style games, I'm tempted to pick it up, but like, yeah. there's only so many hours I have in the day that I'm not reading. So I mean, like, it becomes it's hard play next year, so you might as well just wait. Ah, uh, sure. So, um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's yeah, 
it's cool. Um, I'm just very quickly checking if there's something, anything coming out. I don't think there is really. No. Yeah, I don't think there is a lot. No, not. A couple of stuff got, a couple of things I was following got announced, um, but they're like October, I think. Um, That Return to Monkey Island Island game comes out. Yes. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm. I'm contractually obliged to play that, so I will. I'll need to see how it is. Um, contractually, contractually obliged to your like eight year old self. Is yeah, that basically, the... like it's it's a yeah. Monkey Island game. I'm I need to play it. Um, I, yeah. I I hope it's good. I I've got super mixed feelings on it. I it feels like it would be really it would be really upsetting if that game isn't funny in 2022. Totally, that would be really it, sad. Also, like I feel like I've sat like as somebody who really does who has like a long history with that franchise. I watched all of the, the the trailers and the announcement stuff, and I feel like every single time I've come out on the exact polar opposite as everyone else who's li- who's looked at it, where I was like, these jokes are not land like they're not the right level of corny for that series. They just come out as corny, mm. and I just like I'm I am apprehensive at best, but I will 100 percent play that game because I I need to know. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of everything. Um. Yep. Yeah. So, gameinjustart. dot com is the name of the website. You can find all the videos, articles, and podcasts are up there. YouTube. dot com slash gameinjustart. Fucking hell! What is wrong? You're with doing my, really well. With it's my going voice. really well. YouTube. dot com slash gameinjustart. Subscribe there, and when we get put new videos, when we put new videos on there, holy crap! Um, oh my god! You need to go to bed. Jesus too Christ! Late. We need to stop these late night recordings. Um. Oh. Uh, it's not even that late. No, I know. I just I'm not I'm usually not talking at this point. Um we now have the option of very easily with one button press putting the podcast on YouTube. That's a thing we can do. I don't okay. know sure. who do you listen to podcasts on YouTube? Absolutely is, not. No. Is this just an old man thing with us now? Like are we just missing like I don't know. I have no uh, idea, but anyway, it's a thing we can do. I will investigate what it'll actually do and see if it's worth it. But yeah, that's a possibility. Um, Facebook and Twitter search Game Engine Start you'll find us there podcast at GameEngineStart.com is the email address if you want to get in touch and that's us stay safe enjoy whatever you're playing and we will see you in two weeks goodbye goodbye goodbye